Well, I am here. You guys are there. It seems like I'm so quiet over on that. I wonder. I wonder if I messed anything up. I wonder if I'm starting to record this show for you wonderful people and I've got it totally wrong. I don't think so. It looks like it's coming through pretty good. The thing is, I might have... Oh, yeah, that made some differences. Ooh. Oh, adjust it a little more for you guys. I've made some adjustments to try and uh, keep background noise down. Uh, more or less, and I'm recording other shows with Tim, so I've drastically, obviously, changed a few of the, the settings on my end. Looks like everything's good. I guess I should have done a little test, but I don't often uh, have to change anything. Anyway, welcome to the MBM Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hosen. Uh, another episode for you guys. I know, I'm trying. I'm definitely trying. Uh, it definitely becomes a little more difficult as time passes to want to come and sit down here and uh, talk to myself. Uh, but I know how much you guys appreciate it and like the show. So, of course, here I am. For those of you that are tuning in for your first time, I'm just the average Joe RC enthusiast. Um, I kind of fell in love with RCs a few years ago. And I think in this episode, I'm going to kind of go back and tell you guys the the story, or most of the story, uh, as to how I got started in the hobby and why I love it so much, um, and how it's changed for me over the course of the years, and I'm doing so many different things than I thought I would be doing just a few years ago. So uh, we'll get to that. But before we get started, of course, I have to welcome each and every one of you to Tekken Racing Studios in this episode, um, and pretty much most of the episodes. Uh, Tekken is a good sponsor, has always been really good to me, um, and the podcast, so They've gotten the moniker to to, to kind of have the, the name on the studio. So um, that's where we're, where we're broadcasting from, uh, which is truly my basement with a couple Tekken banners hanging everywhere. <laughs> uh, but I can't forget all the other sponsors that have gotten me uh, along the way and helped me along the way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a unique guy in the sense that I'm not a big off-road racer, which I know a lot of guys are. Um, so my sponsorships don't necessarily come from my racing and that is definitely something, you know, if anybody wants to shoot me messages and ask about, you know, how I've been able to, to get sponsorships, even though I don't race, uh, I'm glad to talk to you guys about it. And it's just kind of, uh, I try to do my best for the hobby and I consider myself an ambassador to a lot of places. And some of those great places are like MKS servos, cow RC, max amps, Grapner, Rotoron, of course, Tegan, Axial, I'm going to can't forget my good buddy over uh, uh, Tim Smith over at the TSR RC Speed Shop podcast. Um, he also has a Speed Shop team, and I'm part of that team. So thanks, Tim, for having me on that team. Um, you know, I, I appreciate everything from everybody, all you fans, everybody that listens. So thanks to you guys. Um, so let's talk about what's been up lately for me. Um, geez, well, just talking about Tim, congratulations to him. He is now the team manager for MKS for the drag and crawling uh, aspect. Um, there's going to be a drag crawling team. And uh, Tim was recently selected to be the team manager for that team. So congratulations, Tim. Uh, you deserve it. Let's see here. Let's start with the closest thing that I can remember right now. I just picked up a couple of new fan shrouds and fans from a good uh, listener, Richard Winkleman, further down in Michigan. He 3D printed a couple of fan shrouds and fans. Um, they're actually really nice. They fit good on the, uh, uh, what I got, an X-Ray 2016 X-Ray T4. They fit good on that. Uh, I guess when he originally did his, he had a Team C on road car. So if you have one of those, they'll fit on that as well. Uh, if you're looking for him on Facebook, shoot me a message. I'll get you linked up with him. Um, they're looking pretty good. He uh, put the fans on, did a little bit of wiring. Um, so they're the right length and stuff like that. So they're really good looking. Um, I'm kind of stoked to be using one. But that brings me to the on-road car. 
Uh, I'm still working on it. I haven't finished it yet. The servo's mounted in it. I've got to get the ESC um, and the receiver strapped down in it. Um, of course, the motor, unfortunately, is coming out of it. Currently, right now, that would be uh, the Team Tekken Gen 3 Spec R 17.5. Uh, it's going to come out of that, that and actually go on my two-wheel drive um, off-road buggy because all of my rotor Ron motors are going to be going back to rotor Ron for what he calls the full Monty, which uh, if you don't know what that is, head over to rotoron.com, look it up in there, the full Monty. Uh, if you do make an order, use the code MBM10. Um, I believe it gets you $10 off any order over $100. Um, so make sure you use that. Or if you've used it before, make sure you put in there that you were listening to the show and that's why you went back and, and uh, ordered some more stuff. He's doing motors, ESCs, servos. He's he's a full, uh, full one-stop shop place. He's doing the NPRC builds as well. Um, so if you're wanting to buy just a ready-built NPRC car, I, I know Ron is uh, offering those. So you can check that out there. Um, and, of course, Shag Oil. If you're looking for an oil to oil those bearings, whether it be in your motor or in your cars uh, after cleaning out that factory grease, uh, shag oil. It's uh, pretty impressive stuff. There's some videos of it uh, Ron's put online, so go check those out. Uh, well worth uh, looking at. Uh, also, I'm going to be getting some new foam from Rick. Uh, recently, locally here, we have an outdoor track. It's uh, an old tennis court, so it's an asphalt uh, top. I've been running my foam tires from indoor, um, and I was talking to Rick about it, and he has a different uh, foam that he's uh, put on some rims for me and sent up. So I should have those for this weekend. We'll get around to this weekend. I want to save that for last, but big race coming up this weekend uh, for me. Um, yeah, what else do I got going on right now? My RAE spec car. For a lot of you guys that have listened to not only this show, but the uh, uh, TSR, uh, know that last year I picked up a RAE spec car. Um, you can't beat them for the price of what you get. I've done a few upgrades to mine. The biggest uh, one would be the... Uh, rear uh, axle carriers. I've upgraded from the 3D printed ones to the aluminum ones. Um, I know when I ordered the aluminums, um, Tony Rudis over at Rudis Motorsports, is which where you can get these Roy Anderson engineering uh, cars from, uh, sent me a couple of new 3D printed ones. They're a little thicker. Um, I'm not sure if maybe uh, they did have an issue with them being a little thinner and, and not taking up, uh, withstanding so much abuse. Uh, but the other ones broke out of my own stupidity on the bench. So it wasn't even that I crashed the car. And I had ran it a few times with those ones. So the 3D printed ones are probably pretty good, but I've put the aluminum ones on um, just to help me out. Of course, I've done the 12 millimeter hex conversion to the rear. Um, if you want a little more information about that, you can either shoot me a message or Tim a message. He's the one who gave me all the stuff I need. It's pretty easy. Uh, I think you can get everything from Servo City. Uh, but yeah, so... That car is on the bench. Um, it's going to be getting a new three and a half turn Rotoron motor, as well as I'm actually going to be taking my RS Pro Black Edition out of my four wheel drive buggy and putting it in there um, to get that car up and running because uh, it's time to break 100 mile an hour with an 11 and a half inch wheelbase Pro Stock car. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I got a new Dodge Dart body that's almost all trimmed out. I'm going to get it mounted up over the next couple of days, trim it all the way, rest of the way out, get it over to our good buddy Dan. Um, who was on a couple episodes back, a buddy of mine, let him put his finishing touches on it or his special touch on it and see what we get. Stay tuned for pictures of that, of course. And then I can't thank Todd, another teammate of the TSR RC Speed Shop team, enough for the 3D printed wheels that he sent me. I am super jacked to have those in the front of the car. Of course, all my bearings on the car are going to be taken apart, cleaned out, and I'm going to use shag oil to, uh, to lube them all up. But maybe I'll film a couple of videos before and after so you guys see what I'm talking about. Um, where else? Oh, geez. Another team member, 
Tyler, uh, for those of you that don't know, runs RC Drag Talk. Him and Todd do that together. Todd's his co-host. Um, brings a whole wealth of information because Todd's been drag racing for a whole lot of years. Uh, but Tyler did an incredible tribute to the OG Crow from Street Outlaws using a Parma body. Um, he's done a couple of little trick things to you guys need to go over and check out RC Drag Talk for more pictures. Um, he did such a great job on it that I'm actually going to have him do me a body. He's come up with a great idea. I don't want to spoil it, so you guys are going to have to stay tuned in the near future for that. Um, of course, with that happening, that's putting pressure on me to really build my NPRC car. Um, so I've started to kind of get things together. I already have the chassis. It's been sitting here for a while. Of course, it'll be getting to see an MKS servo in the front of it and more than likely a Tekken powertrain in the back of it. Um, but I actually picked up a set of 2.2 Proline beadlock rims. I shouldn't say a set. I picked up a full set of four. Uh, they're meant for the crawler. So they're beadlock and they have weights, but the weights are all removable. And it looks like to me I'll be able to get, get a nice tire on it, like a stadium truck tire. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that. The crawler is not going to get to see them now after all. So that, of course, is going to get me really prompted to do this NPRC build. So that means in the future, um, I might be looking for a Traxxas Bandit uh, roller. I don't need electronics in it. It needs to have nothing. Um, so if you know of anybody out there that has one for very cheap that wants to get rid of, keep in mind you can get them for about 140 bucks RTR with a brush setup in them. Um, so obviously I'm trying to look at like spending $45, $50 ship to my door or less. So if you have that candidate, even if it needs bearings, it needs a few parts, but if most of the stuff there is the arms are there, transmission, all that stuff, and it's not completely uh, trashed, that's cool. I don't care if the chassis is broken on it. As long as the front clip and the rear clip are there and everything's there, I will take it. Uh, let me know your price, and we'll work something out. Shoot me a message. I would appreciate it. Call a note to the fans for this one. Help me. Encourage me. Um, with that being said, of course, working on the MPRC build, Part of me wants to get it done in time to showcase it and show it off to so many of the locals here that are starting to come out to our local um, outdoor racing facility where we're doing a little bit of off-road and on-road racing. Um, of course, it's on asphalt, so it's different. Um, but hey, we're still doing it. So I want to have a, uh, one or two uh, <laughs> Northern Ontario RC Drag Racing Association racing races um, or Nor Norkdra. Yeah, Norktra. Yeah, great great name. I don't know what the hell I was thinking when I came up with that, but bear with me. It is what it is. I live in northern Ontario, and I'm trying to separate myself from the rest of Ontario, which is a big province. So, yeah. But yes, to get into what is happening this coming weekend, because here we are recording on a Wednesday, um, and we're actually going to have a guest on tonight, too. This isn't just going to be about me. We're going to have Kyle on from Team Tactical RC. Hopefully he's not shy. You know, I know some people get a little shy about the whole uh, coming on the show thing. Uh, what when I ask him to come on because they don't know what to expect or anything like that, but I think we'll do all right. He does some really cool 3D printing stuff. If you're not aware of it, of course, they're on Facebook, Team Tactical RC. Check them out. I'm sure we'll talk about all that information again later once we have Kyle on the show. But yeah, so this weekend we have the first outdoor race day for the CRC Car Club. Of course, I will be the race director. I'm pretty excited to do that with the, the club. We're having a... Um, a community engagement day tomorrow, Thursday, uh, July 19th, uh, which actually is the, the day before, or actually, no, I believe Rotary Fest officially starts tomorrow. Rotary Fest is like a local festival we have here in town. 
so yeah, we're we're kind of excited because it's been a few years since the the club has been out there in the public and doing things, um, and this is our first opportunity to really show the the community uh, what we've been up to over the last couple of months. We've been getting the track ready, stuff like that, and uh, of course I'm going to try and take a bunch of pictures um, and share them all with you guys. So stay tuned to my Facebook over the weekend. Hopefully Sunday, Monday, I'll have some stuff posted for you guys to check out. But yeah, I'm super super excited about that. So just make sure you guys all stay tuned uh, to my Facebook for updates. Uh, maybe I'll try and go live once or twice during the day, uh, but we'll see how I make out. Maybe I'll put one of my kids to work when they show up to visit me for a little bit. Because uh, the beauty part is this track is literally just outside the door of my house. Um, now, don't get me wrong, I could walk to the track, but to carry my race gear and everything like that, um, that'd be a bit cumbersome. So I'm going to take the truck. Uh, as I usually do, go down there and get myself all set up. Like I said, I'll, I'll share f- pictures with you guys. You guys always see what I'm up to. Um, of course, I want to try on Friday to work on RC stuff. So maybe I'll do a little bit of live streaming for those of you guys that may want to join me on a Friday night. Uh, have a few drinks, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, jam-packed weekend of RC for me. I'm looking forward to it. I was uh, yesterday hanging out with the club president, going through things, getting things ready. I'm super excited, again, uh, to be doing this. But without further ado, I think what we're going to do is take a quick little break so I can throw in a little commercial here for one of our proud sponsors of the show. And I can get myself a drink, get myself set up, and we're going to talk a little bit about my story of RC, where it all started, why it all started, because I don't think I've ever went this detailed. Like, I've got got almost about half of the story typed out, and it's darn near a half a page itself. So we'll we'll work our way through it, see where we end up time-wise. Um, and if we have to, we'll break it up into two parts. And I'll have to tell you guys the rest of the story in the next episode. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Gone Banana Racing Skins. Foam tires for any application from custom builds, 10th scale, 8th scale, X-Max, drag racing. You name it, Rick will wrap it. If you have something in mind, reach out to him on Facebook at Gone Banana Racing Skins and have a chat with him about your project that you have in mind. Rick is a great guy with a great business, and he's willing to help you get the foam tires that you need in order to make your race program the best that it can be. That's why at Gone Banana Racing Skins, they strive to give the best to their customers that they can. Gone Banana Racing Skins, doing custom foam tires that others just won't do. short little break little led zeppelin there for you um man my birthday just passed uh on sunday july 15th and the beauty part this year is able to kind of finagle my uh time off uh, along with working some night shifts for two weeks in order to set myself up for a great weekend leading into my birthday um, so I left Friday morning with a group of my friends and my wife, and we drove down to uh, Detroit, Michigan, 
where we proceeded to on Friday night see Def Leppard and Journey uh, live in concert. I believe they had the Pretenders open up for them. Um, it was good. We seen it at, seen it at Comerica Park, and uh, man, I came away from that wanting to instantly go and watch a professional baseball game. Um, it was pretty awesome. Even the seats we were in, it was like it didn't feel like you were that far from the the action, and you could see very well. Uh, but uh, yeah, the concert was great. Um, be honest with you, I've seen Journey now. That was the third time. Um, left a little to be desired. Def Leppard was awesome. I've never seen them before, so they were great. Um, but yeah, just kind of left a little something there. And I wasn't the only one that kind of came off with that vibe. But it was still a good show. They they do put on a good show, so definitely don't let that sway you from seeing them. If you haven't seen them before, you'll definitely enjoy it. I think it's because I've seen them two times prior, and I had a lot of expectations leading into this performance, um, which might have been what kind of did it. So yeah, don't don't make your your judgment based off what I say. So and then Saturday we just kind of hung around Detroit, walked around, uh, did a little bit of gambling. I got lucky and ended up winning a little uh, on Saturday, which so that was nice. Also played some uh, the, some of the larger version of Jenga on a table in like a beer garden, like right in the downtown core. It was kind of awesome. We went in, you know, we were able to get drinks and play some uh, some Jenga together as a group. There's a video I put on Facebook about that on my Facebook page if you want to check it out what I was talking about. It was a good time. Uh, Sunday, we ended up heading to... What did we do on Sunday? I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, Sunday we ended up... Uh, we went into Great Lakes Crossings, which is a big uh, outlet mall uh, kind of situation. We went there, stayed in another hotel, and proceeded to go to the DTE um, Energy Center or something like that. I'd have to look it up. DTE. It's in Detroit anyway. It's an outdoor venue. There we seen uh, Jason Bonham's um, Led Zeppelin Experience along with Whitesnake and Foreigner. Yeah, I know, a lot of 80s hair bands in a weekend, but it was great. Uh, and that's why I kind of gave you some Led Zeppelin. They did a great job. Jason Bonham and his group uh, put on one heck of a show. So, yeah, what a weekend ahead. And then we come home on Monday. We took our time and got home Monday evening and been kind of being lazy all week, not doing much. And now I'm kicking my own butt for it because I'm on the second half of my week off and I still have a ton of stuff to do. I'm so, yeah, what have I done? But without further ado, for those of you that want to know where, why, how, Somebody just tuning in for the first time listening to this as your first episode. I apologize. There's way better ones in there. Uh, the show has changed a lot. I'm here by myself 99% of the time uh, with no co-hosts or anything like that. I've had a few people sit in and, and, and do the co-hosting stuff, uh, but I still feel that sometimes I need to come here and I need to talk and tell you guys how I feel and talk about what I got going on because, you know, I've been so fortunate to have you all listeners turn into friends as well as fans of the show, and you like to see what I'm doing. So it's always fun sometimes to get on here and tell you guys about the little things that I've been doing. Stay tuned for some more crawler updates too, because I got that uh, deadbolt on the SCX210 RTR chassis sitting behind me, just waiting to go out there and and, and have a little bit of fun. So maybe try and get around to that on, on Sunday for a little bit if it doesn't rain. Even if it does rain, maybe put it out there and see what happens in the rain. We've been, we've been dying for it. Uh, but yeah, let's get started on my story. Now, I would have to really go and grab the magazine to look. But my story probably starts, I've got to say, in 2012. Like the real story. Maybe 2011. Maybe sooner than that. Maybe, maybe even 2010. 
we're going back a number of years either way you shake it. But I was in Walmart with my wife one day. I didn't really want to be there. Um, so I told her I was going to go check out the magazine. So I walked in down the magazine aisle. And, you know, I did what every average guy does. Start looking up at all the, you know, car magazines and gun magazines. And, you know, then you see a couple outdoor livings. Oh, too far. Go back the other way. And on my way back, this red boat in the corner caught my eye. And the front of it, I'm pretty sure, has a picture of Kevin Harvick on it. I've got the magazine upstairs still. I've kept it all these years. And um, I grabbed the book, and I opened it up. And the first thing I seen was um, it was a red hydroplane. Miss Budweiser, I think. I'm not 100% sure. Don't, don't quote me on that. But it was a hydroplane car. Uh, not car. Uh, RC. And I started flipping through the pages, and I'm like, wow, this stuff is really cool. So, of course, I grabbed the magazine and ended up buying it, and that kind of started the whole obsession with RCs. You know, I wanted a boat, and then I started looking, and I seen an HPI Savage. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's nitro-powered. It's big. It's a monster truck. This is what I want. Um, you know, I got so wrapped up in wanting one so bad, I kind of said to, you know, my wife, I'd really like one of these for Christmas, you know, and I knew they weren't going to be uh, be cheap. So I was starting to do research, and, you know, Facebook wasn't as big back then as it is now. So f- information on Facebook like that was few and far in between. I, you know, I had to to look everywhere, scour everywhere. And then, of course, forums were everywhere back then. And sometimes forums weren't exactly the best place to get information because you know how that is. You guys all know it. There's somebody out there that's been doing the sport or the hobby for a little while. You know, they know a bit, but they don't know everything. But they pretend to know everything and, you know, may lead one or two people down the wrong path or confuse so I was always nervous about getting the wrong information. So I said, well, why not just send them an email? They have a thing here. If you've got questions, send them to this. So I sent it in. I was fortunate enough, I believe, in two separate issues, my question was used once uh, in one issue, and I believe twice in another issue. Or it might be in the same issue as printed. It was used twice. I can't remember to be sure. But I have that issue, too, because I had started a um, uh, subscription. Right, even being Canadian, there was a way to do it, so I sent it in because I needed to have as much RC in my life as I could. Um, and that went on for probably the better part of two and a half years. Um, when I went locally here to buy the HPI Savage uh, Nitro, you know, I had seen it in RC Driver. You know, they list the manufacturer suggested retail price. Of course, that's in US dollars. And I went here locally to try and get one, and the guy's like, oh, it's like $1,200. I'm like, well, man, like, I can't. I can't spend that much money on an eight scale. Like it killed me a little bit. <clears throat> so I had to kind of hold off, do a lot more saving. Cause you know, I figured I could, you know, I'd need extras and ancillary and my whole budget couldn't, couldn't just go to buying the truck. So uh, I kind of held off. Um, few things changed, ran out of time that year to really do it. And then the next year, uh, some of you know, one of my co-hosts, Mike, uh, he was on the internet doing something and he, he, he stumbled across them. And so he come over one night and I started showing him all my RC drivers. I let him take a bunch home to read through them. And within, you know, three or four days, he was going, dude, I found them on eBay. These ones are super cheap. They're going to get us in. Yeah, they're not great stuff, but we need something to learn on anyway. Da, 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 da. Had me convinced. Uh, but I wasn't fully sold on it. So I ended up going with the cheaper 10 scale model Nitro and he went with an 8 scale, which, you know, hindsight be 2020, probably would have had way more fun. Both of us having 8 scales. So I sort of spent the extra then. Uh, but yeah, we ended up buying Red Cats, um, which yeah, I know I can hear the gasps 
out there of everybody going, oh my God, you guys bought Red Cats. Are you serious? But the reality is we learned a ton of stuff. My 10th scale buggy now that I think about it had pillow ball suspension on it. Um, so I learned early on about how to adjust them to take slop out of them, but leave them free. So little things like that, that I gathered from running, not such the greatest stuff was nice. Cause it's translated into me getting into more and more RC. Now, uh, you know, I learned a lot about nitro engines. I learned about, you know, shocks, gear mesh. Cause you know, I chewed up a couple of spur gears cause it was of course a two speed transmission and everything like that. So I chewed up some spur gears. Like I learned early on about how to set good gear mesh, how to, you know, this, that, uh, chassis flex, how much of a, a disaster that could create for you, that kind of stuff. Um, and I know some people probably would have been like, okay, I'm done. This sucks. I'm always breaking it. I always got to buy, you know, replacement parts. And, you know, there's got to be one that's more universal. Now that we kind of all know there isn't so much one that's universal, but there are more that are, are supported by bigger online retailers. Cause back then that's all it was for me. I didn't know about a local hobby shop or anything remotely close like that. So I was always ordering stuff online then. And then, you know, so I started looking at places like A-Main and Tower Hobbies back then to try and find like a more name brand RC um, that I could get replacement parts for from anywhere, not just the manufacturer and that were reasonably priced. Um, and for whatever reason, I come across, I've probably seen an RC driver, the Traxxas Summit. And it almost track, struck me as, this is like my HPI Savage monster truck that I want, but it's got two-speed transmission. You know, it's got high-low. It's got locking differentials. It's electric. You know, this is going to be great because I'm not going to have to burn fuel and spend a ton of money on fuel and have problems with tuning. And I got a drink, and I don't have anybody to distract you guys while I do it. I had to take a drink. But um, so I kind of decided on that. Um Tower Hobbies Easy Pay won the battle on that against the local hobby shop because at the time I had just been starting to talk to Casey. Um, I ended up ordering my Summit from Tower. I remember getting it. It was great. You know, it had NIMS. I had ordered a, 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 a Traxxas charger because, you know, I wanted everything to be the same. Traxxas batteries, Traxxas charger. All, all that had to be the same. Um, so that way I didn't have any issues. Um, the LiPos I ordered, I think, like two days after I ordered the truck. So they, they ended up not coming in until the next week because just the way shipping fell. And I realized very quickly on that, you know, lipos were still, they were, they weren't brand new. They were, they were out, but they were still a lot of confusion. And I see it now because still to this day, there are people that don't really fully understand or, or grasp uh, how bad it can get if you're not careful with them. So that kind of back then that, that fear of it and not wanting to, you know, have my wife kick my ass even more because, you know, I had already broken off a leg off a table with the summit uh fyi anybody that orders a traxxas car if you notice on their remotes they have that switch that goes from 50 50 to 70 30 don't flick it while the car's on bad idea yeah you know exactly what happened that thing went tearing across the floor and took a leg off of a table i'll take pictures if i remember if somebody wants to see them send me a message i'll go take pictures of the the table the leg because we still have it and i fixed it um but uh you know i didn't want my wife being upset with these batteries now. So I always just charge them and always balance charge them. And I've done that since that day. And I still have those two lipos. They still balance out. They still hold a charge. They're 7,600 milliamp. I've been kind of hanging on to them. I'm starting to realize now that in the drag racing stuff that I'm going to be doing, those bigger milliamp hour batteries are going to be a benefit to me. Um, but I might have to actually uh, retire them or uh, give them away to somebody that can use them here locally. 
because I'm going to be switching everything uh, fully to max amps. Because currently right now I have the two 4S packs and all my 2S shorties that I'm using and everything else. Uh, I don't really have anything else that takes anything bigger. So, uh, but I'm going to need a couple stick packs because I got that on row car. So, yeah, stay tuned for when I get more max amps. Love in my life. Uh, but yeah, so I got the, the lipos and like I said, I've always balanced charged them and that's kind of where the habit comes from. That's why I do it at races and, you know, a lot of guys say, oh, you don't need to do that or anything like that. And I, I figured I did. And of course, during that whole time, Mike still had nitro. Uh, he had ended up going to an HPI Truggy nitro and then realized that maybe he should uh, look at the electric one. Um, all that time that was going on, I had... Uh, started kind of going to the local track, the local CRC car club, as it is known now. Uh, they had an outdoor track out at a motocross place, and I'd been bringing the Summit out there and running it around, and, you know, a couple of the other guys from the club showed up, and they had short course trucks, and they're running around. I'm going, man, I need to get one of those. So, you know, back to Tower Hobbies and went, because, you know, easy pay is great. And that's when my team-associated love affair started, because I ordered an SC10RS. So that gives you guys an idea of the time when I was really getting into it. The SC10, they come out with the RTR version. It was an RS. It came with a gear diff. It came with hexes on it instead of just the pins because that's when the transition was going from, from pins to hexes on everything. Um, it came with a brushless, uh, thirty I think, 3,500 kV motor, uh, ESC. Had everything in there. I would run a 3S if you wanted. So, of course, you know, I, uh, I got a 2S pack that would fit in it on top of the two ones that I had, the, Traxxas ones I had and then I also got a 3S pack because it said it would run 3S well so you know I ran it a few times in 2S it was a blast you know I ran it when I first got it with NIMS and it wasn't as fast but then you put the light was in and it got a little more speed which was even more fun and then uh, you know I was out running at the track and I said hey guys you want to see this thing really fly so I put the 3S in there uh, it ran great for like 3-4 minutes and then I heard and sure enough it was the caps not being as proficient with electronics then as I am now I didn't just realize that that's all that was that went on it. So I sent the ESC in to Associated uh, along with the motor. They replaced bo both. But during that whole thing, I stopped racing. It happened in July. I didn't get the motor and ESC back till the end of September. Um, <clears throat> and I, I was talking to the other guys. I said, oh, you got to come indoor racing. You know, Casey runs it down in St. Dennis. It's only 45 minutes away from home. You know, you, you can run your truck the way you got it. Um, and you know, so I started talking on the forums and, and talking to a couple of the guys that race there. And one guy, uh, Craig, another Canadian, but you know, transplanted into Michigan, uh, after meeting his wife and, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to be there. I got a Mamba Max Pro that I barely use that, that they'll sell you for pretty cheap. That way you can have a blinky ESC because they had kind of agreed at the time it was 13.5 blinky or 75 open ESC for stock back then. They had all agreed that if as long as I only ran uh, the ESC in blinking mode, then they'd let me buy with the uncensored uh, motor because it's fairly close. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, he showed up and, and, you know, gave me the ESC after a few little hiccups. That's when I first met Joel, uh, another friend. Uh, he did some soldering for me. Um, and this that whole experience at that first race really started my 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 passion for it because I've seen how helpful everybody was willing to be and you know nobody really turned me away because I was new everybody was willing to to try and help me as much as possible and 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 give me as much information as possible and you know at first race out I, I chewed up a servo I was running the stock one you know it's metal gears except for one gear that's plastic I got hooked up with another servo proceeded to mangle the plastic gears in it uh, and that kind of you know really set 
it offered me, yeah, I didn't have a great outing the first time. My truck broke a few times, but I was hooked. I had to get a better servo, had to get a better motor. You know, I had to get the censored motor because everybody else was running the censored motor. Um, so I, I learned a lot really hard the first year racing leading into the first uh, big race or as it's known as the spring fling um i had convinced my wife to let me get my first kit and i wanted a four by four short course truck so bad because casey would let the four by four short course trucks race at the spring fling because it was a much larger track than his regular one and you know the smaller track was harder on the carpet because you know the four by four trucks just have so much power in them so of course i ordered a uh, uh factory team edition sc10 4x4 you know and again another associated truck because at that time i was kind of had to all be associated i started building it it took me forever (laughs) but i grew a a huge appreciation for the hobby you know i was smart i ordered tools because i knew i was going to need some hand drivers stuff like that Um, at the time i was running spectrum uh, for my servos because i liked them so i put a spectrum servo in it you know, I put um, another Mamba Max Pro ESC because, you know, they were capable of, of, of doing the work that I was going to need to do in that truck. And they had a fan built in and everything like that. Uh, I ordered a Tekken motor because I'd actually ordered a Tekken Redline Gen 2 13.5 that I had put in my short course truck. And I, again, that's my kind of my obsession with Tekken started all those years back then. I actually ordered for those of you that I believe it was an S. SC4X. It was a 550 can motor. It was four and a half turn. I put that in there. Uh, originally, I was going to order SMC saddle packs for it, but they were out of stock, and they weren't going to be back in stock by the time the race was going to come around. So I ended up ordering. Ugh, I regret this every day. Track Power saddle packs, and they got me through that race weekend. But shortly thereafter, they swelled up really bad, and I'm assuming it was probably from the draw. And how much that, that the 4x4 short course truck really demands uh, of packs. Um, so unfortunately, those never made it very long in, in my book. They were replaced with SMCs down the road that I've never had issues with. And I'm pretty sure they've moved on to somebody else. And they're still pretty good out, pretty doing well. Or they might have been retired by now. God, they'd be five, six years old at least. Um, but that early on learned me about batteries. You know, it didn't really necessarily matter how much you paid for them. A good pack was a good pack, and, and I had very few issues with the SMCs when I was running them. I've had no issues with the, the Max Amps since starting to use them. Um, so in my books, the money is definitely well spent on, on that particular brand uh, of pack. Uh, they are more expensive, but you know, so many of, uh, of you listeners know that those things are made in the U.S. They're, they're assembled in the U.S. They're soldered by uh, somebody. Um, they're, they're shipped. It's all done uh, within your country uh, of the United States. So I think that's super important. And if that means the cost is a little higher, well then, you know, at least it's staying in in North America as opposed to overseas and being misappropriated. But enough about that. Um, That's where my racing really, really my, my learning curve really started and, and how I knew that how exciting this was. And locally the racing really started to pick up. Um, because of course, with the insurgence of a few new racers coming out, um, things started looking good here locally. You know, we all really like the indoor carpet racing. Um, so as a club was decided to do as much fundraising as possible. Unfortunately, we had things like Rotary Fest that are coming up right now, 
back then that we used to do, um, and we could make a couple thousand dollars as a club. And that really got us started. We were able to get carpet on a good deal, get ourselves set up. We ended up having a school to race in. And, you know, you guys heard tons of stories about the, the racing there. Um, I'd wanted, I'd done a couple trades with Jim uh, on a battery that he traded me for some big tires that I was going to use on my Summit. I ended up not using the tires on the Summit, wanted to trade them. A guy actually traded me the tires for uh, a, a Kyosho uh, RB5. I want to say it was the SP edition um roller i got it ordered the parts i need to get it up and running uh, and that that really started my obsession with the two-wheel drive buggies raced that for a year it was doing pretty good i was figuring the car out it was getting better it was getting better uh and then one of the other local racers uh maverick had picked a b5m built it but never ran it he picked up the b5m and the b5 conversion kit for it um, and i ended up buying them off him for relatively inexpensive getting that car all put together and again, there I was running all associated cars. So, you know, when I found out how much I loved the two-wheel drive buggy, I had to have four-wheel drive buggy. And the B44.3 had to be purchased at that point. In between all of that, you know, Jim, Mike, and I, we used to spend hours just talking about RC. You know, it wasn't necessarily just about racing. It was just about everything we did RC. Jim, you know, did crawling. I kind of got sucked into that, ordered an SCX-10 kit, built it, you know, did all of that amazing stuff during that whole time frame and i know i'm skipping a bunch um but that's where the the idea for the show came from we'd spend hours talking and i'd heard of the radio impound podcast because i was obsessed with the b44.3 tim tunerman had been on there um and he had kind of talked about you know the features and you know all this that went into it and i was like man i, I could do this with my friends i could sit here and talk rc forever and I made the show, bought the equipment, started recording the shows, brought it all to you guys, and you guys love it. And it's made a very unique opportunity for me, and it's been a heck of a ride. You know, the show, you know, the racing's been, was great. You know, we were doing shows, Mike, Jim, and myself, we were laughing all the time, just having a great time. And then just uh, out of the blue, you know, we had had a few guests on. I get a message from Tim, yes, that Tim, saying, hey, bud, uh, you know, listen to your show, enjoy it. If you ever want to talk RC, let me know. I'd love to come on and, and talk RC. And me being, you know, the very naive person, I'm like, oh, cool, well, what are you doing at RC? And that's when Tim, being Tim, gave me the, the lesson <laughs> and sent me all the achievements that he had done. And I was blown away because I'm here, I'm thinking, wow, this guy wants to talk to me. This is pretty cool. Um, little did I know that the friendship that him and I would end up having uh, would change so much for me in this hobby. I'm drag racing now because of them. But, uh, yeah. So for the longest time, I ran the Associated Cars. They were great. Of course, the new uh, gen cars were coming out. And I, I, I decided one year that I just wanted to try something different. It wasn't that I didn't think the Associated Cars were the best anymore. I just wanted to do something different. You know, I was always at a distinct disadvantage a lot of times going to bigger races because there was sometimes not hobby shops present or parts present. So I kind of said, well, you know, I have to carry enough parts on me now as spares. If I buy a B6, I'm going to have to replace all my parts for the B5M with parts for the B6 because they're not interchangeable. So I figured if I had to make a big platform change like that where I had to stock spare parts, I wanted to make a really big one. I wasn't convinced with TLR. Mike had been running TLR. He had made a switch. Uh, Jim had always ran TLR that entire time, was convinced by them, but I wasn't. Um, 
So I just didn't want to go down that road. I'd driven Mike's both of his cars, and it's not that they were bad or anything like that. Just I don't know what it was about those three letters. I just didn't want them. Um, and eventually settled on the Yokomo. And, and, of course, you know, I'm missing little things here and there, uh, but a lot of it is just minor stuff that's really nothing you guys haven't heard me talk about before. Racing here, unfortunately, had to end due to uh, lack of location. You know, there was some other stuff that went on uh, that was very unfortunate. But, you know, fast forward to now, last year, you know, I got into the drag racing because of the influencing from Tim and us talking about it all the time. I built that pro stock car, you know, with the help of guys like Tim, Todd, Tyler, Rotor Ron, um, you know, a few other integral people helping me get that car together. And, and you know, Rick's effort of gone banana racing skins. And I was able to crack off a 74, almost 75 mile an hour run which got me into the Nitro Criddlers Club, which, you know, I'm, I'm a super proud accomplishment for me. I want to get into the 100-mile-an-hour club. Um, but it's been a hell of a ride up to this point. You know, and you guys, the fans, have, have made it that much more fun. I love that I can post something on Instagram or Facebook, and there's instantly 25 or 30 of you guys that like it or comment on it or share it. Uh, you know, and I know it's only three or four shares here or there, uh, but the likes, you know, um, man, I got like 130 messages on my Facebook saying happy birthday, you know, and, and my Facebook's a big mix of people that I really, really know. And then people that have become friends because of the show. Um, so it was, it was humbling. It was great. Uh, but there's more to that story, I'm sure to come. So make sure you guys stay tuned to, to Facebook and everything like that. And I am rushing it along because our guest is ready. So I'm going to take a break. I'm going to bring him on and we're going to talk about team tactical RC and everything he's been doing over there. Cow RC, the radio-controlled maintenance king since 2008. Providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, park trays, performance aerosols, and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA, Cow RC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Follow Cow RC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at cowrc.com. Save 10% with code IMOVE. That's code I-M-O-O. CowRC. Maintenance King. that you guys have no idea that i completely recorded over about a minute and a half of the first part you guys just listened to 
And I was going to let the song play longer, but like my reality, like I looked at it and I'm like, whoa, it's a great song. It's only five minutes long, but it takes like two and a half minutes before he starts singing. Oops, wrong one. <laughs> um, but without further ado, thanks for coming back and, and sticking with us through that short little break. And we have the guy running Team Tactical RC. I just want to say thank you for joining me tonight, Kyle. It, it's very appreciated. You know, um, it's kind of weird. I got two Kyles that I have to deal with. But we're going to go with AE Fanboy just so to, to break up the confusion. AE Fanboy had nothing but great things to say about you. He was, you know, stoked uh, on your product. And I don't blame him. You know, these things that you're making and now you're offering new ones, for that, those of you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about these amazing tool holders slash part trays that he's 3D printing for like your MIP tools. And now he's doing one for HUDI tools. Dude, dude, do you realize what you managed? Like you just made pit organization easy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for having me, man. Uh, yeah, that was definitely the goal. I think we def uh, the first product we ever came out with was just to organize your, your shock oils. And I was just getting frustrated with my oils just flying around my trailer, and I really I was just throwing them in a box. So I needed something. That's what really started it. I uh, had a lot of people interested in those those oil organizers, and so I just kept going. I just kept making more and more stuff, and now it's it's become a thing. So it's just kind of awesome. Yeah, well, it's it's definitely turned into so so. Let's you know reverse a little bit because obviously you didn't just say, oh RC, this is cool, and then decide to start doing three D printed stuff for RC. There's obviously a little bit of method yeah. behind why. So, so like, I just finished telling my story to everybody. Why RC? What was it that drew you in? What caught your eye that first time? And, and it turned into this, it, 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 let's be frank, it turned into an addiction because you started 3D printing stuff for it. So you're just as bad as I am. I started right. a podcast instead. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yep, yep, no. <laughs> um, so, so, so one kind of thing how it, uh, before even me, uh, before I even started in it, my dad used to race when he was younger. Um, and then when he when he got married, had kids, he stopped racing. And then I picked it up just randomly. Um, I think I went to Hobby Town, the Hobby Hobbyplex here in Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, saw him racing. And I was like, that's awesome. So I picked up a Slash, an original two-wheel drive Slash, started running it. And, uh, man, I just, I just kept upgrading. So, <laughs> yeah. So All I right. think my dad enjoyed it. I enjoyed me getting into it anyway because he ended up picking up a car and racing with me. And he and I actually went pretty hardcore with the on-road nitro scene. Right, right. Um, we have, yeah. So in Link in Lincoln, we have quite a uh, a gathering of on-road racers about once a month. It's part of a series. Right. And a lot of guys come down with their car hauler trailers, like all kinds of equipment, and, and uh, spend the whole weekend racing. It gets pretty crazy. Yeah, and that's not exactly no. a cheap version of the the hobby to be doing. That that is expensive. <laughs> like, ugh. yeah, I, my dad and I kind of added it up one time because we got bored and we we're like, yeah, yeah, that's a little more than we thought. Yeah, <laughs> that's let's, a little more than we probably originally hoped for. But <laughs> yeah, let's not get bored anymore, Dad. And never admit to how much we spent. Just let's keep that. Throw that paper out. Actually, hear some <laughs> nitro burn it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. That it's always kind of interesting to see how how others have kind of caught the RC bug. Um, so I've got to yeah. imagine you've got a little bit of experience with CAD software and designing, obviously, because, you know, I've, I've messed around with it trying to design stuff. And, you know, I'm kind of winging it at best and using some online tutorials. But I don't still think I could manage to put that tray together in any time reasonable enough to say that I'd want to make them 
mass produce them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really got the bug for it when I was in high school. Uh, we had like a CAD class or a shop a shop class that introduced us to a lot of different um, shop or technical related skills, and, and CAD design was definitely one of them. Um, this is actually what my what my dad does uh, full time. He's a roadway designer, and uh, but this is actually not what I went to school for. So I picked it up in high school, never got any more training in it, but but then kind of self taught myself again to do this 3d printing stuff okay yeah because I, I i know there's definitely because like i said i've i've been fortunate enough to kind of tinker with the software and you know design a couple of things that i want to put on a project that i'm going to be working on and you know i've sent them to the guys that do 3d printing and he you know he makes some adjustments to it but then he goes okay go back to yours he's like do this this and this and this <laughs> Because he's he's realizing that he can make the adjustments and send me back the file adjusted, but I probably will never see or understand what he did. So it's been nice to kind of learn, you know, to to you know change this setting so you get a little bit more internal structure on this part. So it's actually a little stronger. And it's kind of like, yep. oh man, you got to think about that too. It's like, yeah, I'm out. I'm not. Mm, 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 I'm good. I'm just gonna stick yep. to doing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. So not. I mean, you got to design it and think about strength and how it's going to print while you're designing it and then you have to adjust your print settings and making sure it's going to work well on the printers that you have so yeah it's uh it was a heck of a learning curve when i first picked it up but i mean i've been doing this for a couple years now so it's kind of second nature now yeah yeah for sure and don't get me wrong i think after about four hours doing this one little thing man i was able to 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 start fresh and and rebuild it within a a couple of minutes so I, i totally get what you mean the more you do it the kind of more you figure out and and a little help along the way. But, dude, I have an appreciation for what you do because you're doing all kinds of things. And <laughs> so that brings me to ask, why do you start, like, a parts tray slash tool caddy? Like, what kind of kind of gave you that idea? Did somebody ask you to look at doing something? Or what was the one product that gave you the idea to do this Team Tactical RC stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I actually had something made out of uh, out of acrylic. Um, that was just the tool holder, and it was similar to what I have. It wasn't the same same setup, but it was similar. Um, but I made some alterations to it, made it fit more tools, made it uh, add the parts tray, and make it uh, so you can so you can take it down and transport it. I guess so. I made it more mobile. So yeah. I altered something that somebody else kind of thought up, um, and then just made it so it was a lot more customizable. I guess. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I base a lot of my stuff on what other people are asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I put out there on my website, on Facebook, like, Hey, if you guys think of something while you're out there on the racetrack or in your pit, that's going to make it easier on you. Let me know. And this is, this is what people are coming up with. So this is what I'm making. Yeah. Well, and it, and it makes perfect sense. Cause I'm kind of along the same lines. A lot of those people, I'd rather say to you, Hey dude, how about something like this? Here's a couple of pictures and some measurements and, now you come out with the fancy thing that's going to do that part and let me know and I'll buy one. <laughs> I like that. Yep, that's that's actually how a lot of this happens. Yep. I like it. Hey, here's my here's, here's my measurements, here's some pictures. Let me know what you got and I'll I'll grab one from you. I love so it. So usually those guys that come up with the idea, I usually just send one their way for coming up with the idea. Oh, hey, that makes but, perfect sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So if it's if it's good enough to feature in the store, I will shoot them a free one for sure. Well, that's awesome. So how is that doing for you? Is it is it getting to the point where where you're going to be able to say, oh man, maybe I'll uh, I'll call in the, the 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 regular job and say I think I'm gonna I'm gonna 
say thanks for the the years of service but I got my own gig here that I need to start. Are, are we getting to that point? Or are we just making it comfortable that it's it's worth? Yeah, you know, um, it's probably never going to get to the point where it can become my full-time job. However, um, it is basically consuming the rest of my time when I'm not at my full-time job. So it's uh, I've had to call my wife a couple of times because I can, I can monitor my printers from work. I can see them. I can control them. Right. Um, so there's a couple of times I've had to call my wife. I'm like, hey, I need to get this order done. Can you go take off what's on the printer so I can start it again? So, <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to have a second set of hands for sure. So with that being said, you can monitor your printers. How many printers are you up to now? I have four right now. Wow. <laughs> so, I that... think I've owned, you know, I think I've owned like a total of like 18 different printers. Right. Um, I just keep, like, I buy a couple, and then I work with it for a little bit and find out what features on it that I like and what would make my life a little bit easier. And so I look for the next printer that has those features. And I finally landed on these printers. I have four of the exact same printer, and these things are bulletproof. They're so easy to use. I, I, my, past, my past printers, I've had to adjust them on, like, every single print, and I've had to restart them a bunch of times because it wasn't printing quite right. But these ones... I just hit go and they go. It's amazing. So would you be willing to share which ones you come across with everybody? Or would you rather just, if people are really that interested, send you messages? <laughs> uh, they can send me messages. I mean, I'm not hiding anything, but. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't blame you either. I help, I <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, whatever. I, I will share if somebody messages me. I helped somebody else get started. He's really taken off, too. Uh, he went with a little bit different printers that he really likes, but he's doing a lot of the quarter scale, the fourth scale stuff, so a lot bigger. Right, right, items. right, right. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Well, that's that's yeah. pretty awesome. So, what are you doing currently right now? Like, are are you doing any RC right now, or is this kind of turned into your way of doing RC? <laughs> yeah. So, great question. Um, my, I have a four year old son, yep. and I'm trying to get him into RC. So he and I are doing a lot of training. We're going to the track on off days getting him on the track um so here soon hopefully this summer i can get him into actually some actual races uh this is my first year that i've really taken a break from rc um i've been racing with my dad with that on-road that on-road course in lincoln but uh this year we decided to take a break this year um just because he's got he's got other hobbies and then if he's not if he's not doing it then i'd rather race dirt so i think i got a, i got a techno short course truck a tlr short course truck and that's probably what i'll stick to for a little while no, oh, right on, right on. That was going to be my next question. So, are you are you a brand loyal guy, or you don't care what brand the kid is as long as it works? As long as it works, I like to see what's performing and who, what people are winning with. Right. Um, and then I usually go that direction. But for the longest time, I was all TLR. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was low C for the longest time. I ran the SCTE for years. For I mean, since it came out, I bought the first one and, and just stuck with it. So. Yeah. Right on. Right it's on. My first first year with a techno, so I'm pretty excited to get it out there on the track too. I haven't haven't even put it together yet. Uh, well, I'll tell you, one of my my first kit that I actually ever built was an SC10 4x4 factory team kit, um, <laughs> and they weren't discontinued when I built it. So if that gives you any idea how long ago, and it was a great <laughs> yeah. truck because I did we didn't do dirt off road racing. We did the indoor carpet stuff, so it okay. w- it was a great car for it because low center of gravity it was belt driven you know it wasn't loud i could get away with a lighter power system than the guys with the the shaft driven ones but a buddy of mine tyler showed up one time with a a, a 410 and i just kind of went um 
if your truck looks at mine, mine flies off the track. <laughs> that yep. sucks. Yeah, those things are beasts. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I never ended up buying one because, thank God, Tyler didn't show up regularly enough to make me. But if he would have been showing up <laughs> regularly, man, I would have had to upgrade to a Techno. <laughs> there wouldn't have been yeah. an option. <laughs> yeah, they're, from what I've seen, I mean, our whole track is, is either, well, I mean, we got pretty pretty even between Losi and and, uh, and Associated, but we got a big surge going to Techno, and those are really the ones that are at our track anyway that are, are taking the taking the podiums. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I, I think, in my opinion, Techno is really the only manufacturer that's making a, a respectable 4x4 short course platform. Losi's not far, yeah. but I, I, I find that Techno is just so far ahead because of their idea to shrink down that eight scale buggy for it. It just it was ingenious, yeah. but hopefully yeah. maybe absolutely. I, I've always thought that they need to make changes to the four by four platform, like the the whole like the rules behind it and and everything else. I think if they really and I know people are going to hate me for saying it, if they went to a three S pack in those trucks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If Roar just said enough, like the the pack now is a three S pack, I think the racing would be even that much more better. You wouldn't see guys cooking speedos and batteries and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, running fifteen hundred fans because oh, well, I need to to run the gearing to be fast. It's like oh my god. Yeah. What have we yeah, done? Yeah, I mean my my four wheel drive, I was maxing everything out. It was like as hot as I want would let it get at the end of every race because you just, you just max them out. Yeah. But I yeah. think if we swapped to 3S, I think you're exactly right. I mean, we'd get a heck of a lot faster, and then we wouldn't have near the temps. Yeah, well, it only makes so, sense, but I doubt it'll I, ever happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty crazy fast, especially something that size. It's big. I mean, it's essentially an 8 scale. You're going you're gonna to go flying with that thing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's, that's the other thing. But, uh, no, no, that's awesome. So that's good that you're going to be doing racing. Uh, a, a buddy of mine... Uh, Jim, I, I remember when his little guy was born, and I, I want to say Brant's probably five now. And I'll tell you, if you weren't seeing him drive it out on the track, you just seen the truck out there, you would never think he was as young as he is. He's just... Uh, that's awesome. He's so naturally good. So, of course, it's kind of the, the, the going joke is, is be like, enjoy it now, guys, while he's figuring it out. Because in a year or two time, <laughs> when he's figured it out, we're all going to be up on the driver's stand going, okay, Brant, like you're dead... That's the third lap. Go easy on us. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely. I mean, that's the way it's going. We got a few of those at our track too. They're like, I think they're under ten, and they're just destroying everybody. It's it's amazing. It's crazy. It, it is crazy, right? So let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about what 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 do you have? What are we working on for future? Like, I know you just released the Huddy, um, part. Yeah, the Huddy tool rack. Tool yeah. rack. Yeah, that's it. Sorry brain fart on that one big time i just i just seen that the post on it there the other day and i thought that was really really cool um so so what else are we working on so i put a teaser out uh finishing up the prototype right now i'm watching a print right now um but i think i'm gonna hold that hold off on announcing that one quite yet i want to make sure that one's just right and then i'll announce it um but we got a few few things in the works some on-road specific um adjustment tools uh this unit that i'm going to reveal probably hopefully tomorrow actually um i think is something that is not currently offered anywhere right now so it's gonna be something totally new which will be nice um so we'll see i mean i got i got a list of requests so just whatever i pick next right on well just so for those wondering uh what 
the off tactical RC. I just decided to peruse the the web page um, as as we're being told about it. Man, you are you got like yeah. There's a, there's a lot yeah, of stuff. I mean, I yeah. I mean, that little stuff was easy, like the right height gauges and stuff, and the droop gauges. That was super easy to start design and pump out. Um, so I've been able to add quite a bit on there, and then I mean, light bulb. Other, a couple other guys with 3D print, so we got quite a quite an array of items on that website for sure. Yeah, yeah. What I was looking at, he's got ride height gauges, droop gauges. So if you're looking for some some convenient stuff, you need to check out this website. Like there is some stuff in here. Like I like this one with like the the where you can mount the the ride height gauge from the the dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I shouldn't have done this. Yep. I should have looked at this stuff prior to getting on here with you. I have something that we need to... Oh, my goodness. I just came up with something. I'll talk to you about that off air. Nobody needs to know what it is. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, for anybody interested in looking, make sure you guys go over and check out Team Tactical RC. Um, the, the awesome thing that Kyle likes to do is giveaways. I've been watching him do giveaways here and there, so I'm sure they're not far from another one. Um, right now, I'm looking on it. He's got a 20% off entire order when you spend $100 or more. So for that one there... Uh, Check it out. It's right on. It says 20% off is the coupon code. You heard it on the podcast. Now you don't even need to go to the website, which you're going to have to order, so you'll see it anyway. We're good. <laughs> we do actually, and now that you bring that up, we do actually have a giveaway going on right now on Instagram. Oh, perfect. Uh, it was announced on Instagram, shared on Facebook. You can enter both ways. All you got to do is post a picture of your messy fit area and, and hashtag TTRC mess. That's how I'm tracking them, and that's how we're going to pick the winner. Perfect. So you guys heard it. So, of course, you said that. Let's get all of those social media stuff out there. How do they find you on Facebook? Yep. So Facebook, just search for, um, I think on both platforms, actually, you can find me at like team underscore tactical underscore RC. Uh, I think both on Instagram and Facebook, you can find me that way. Oh, okay. So that's perfect. I believe I follow you on both. I know I have you on Facebook. Let me let me just verify. Oh yeah, look I'm at that. I'm pretty sure perfect. you got me on Instagram. Yep, yep, perfect. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so those of you guys that don't know, make sure you go Facebook, Instagram. I've been trying to do a little bit more Instagram stuff under my MBM podcast um, Instagram account. What is that one? See, that's how bad I am. That's how little I do on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, well, mine's mine's fairly new. That's why I wasn't 100 percent sure, but but yeah. Yeah, so if you're looking at me up, uh, looking up for Instagram, it's MBM Podcast. I've been posting a little bit more stuff there. I'm trying to remember that that is such a great social media tool to share pictures. And I'm always taking pictures of stuff RC that I'm doing or short videos and stuff like that. So make sure you check out mine. Make sure you check out the Team Tactical RC one as well. They're doing giveaways over there. Um, Facebook, Team Tactical RC. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. There was another question I wanted to ask you, but I think you might have answered it, and that's why it's slipping by me. You do do the customer request, so I've seen that. Um, yep, do quite a bit of those actually. Um, if so, there's a website, um, Thingiverse.com. That's where a lot of people do a lot of their 3D design, and then they just put it up there for free for anybody that wants to print their items. Okay. Um, so, so I do sometimes get requests for those items. Um, I technically can't charge anybody for that, but I can charge you for the material used. So right. Really, if anybody finds anything on Thingiverse that they want printed or whatever, I can I can do those as well. That's easy. 
Well, that's right on. So you're not necessarily, you're just charging them for the material that the printer's going to sprint out, print out. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Because I can't, I can't charge anybody. I didn't design it. I can just charge you for the material used and that's it. So right. Perfect. That's, that's pretty easy route as well. Yeah. Well, and that, I'm sure that saves you a ton of time that when you just got to take a file and hit print. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Well, all right. So are you, do you race at a level where you're sponsored at all or? So when I was, yeah. So when I was racing on road, I was uh, store sponsored. So I was sponsored by IGT hobbies. Um, so they actually sponsored my, both my dad and I. Um, so we, yeah, we repped them when we could. And that's, I mean, that was the only sponsor we've had, which is fine. Uh, everybody else I raced against was sponsored. So I was probably the only car out there with only one or two stickers on my body, which kind of felt good anyway, doing it myself. But <laughs> Right on. Okay, well, cool. Because I always like to make sure I do do ask, um, you know, because I know for me, I don't race a lot. I race when I race, and, you know, I'm fairly well known at most of the places I race because half the time I go because it's listeners that invite me out and stuff like that. So I don't. I'm not necessarily that that guy that's sponsored because he's a great racer. I'm that guy that's sponsored because I like to have a good time and make sure everybody else is having a good time. Yeah. So I'm I always like to make sure that everybody gets a chance to thank them, regardless of anything. You know, it could have been that time that the shop owner said, "Here, here's you know some spacers that you needed badly or something like that." Right? So for sure. And really, I mean, I I personally I sponsor some guys. Uh, I have a team page on my website if you've seen that. And really, that's all it's about. You just got to find somebody that's a good rep for your company. It's not if they're good or not. I mean, just be somebody that everybody enjoys being around and somebody you can go to with questions and somebody that's willing to help you with your setup on your car. That's, I mean, that's really all you need. Right. See? It's just that simple, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this crazy hobby of ours. But, yeah, like I've said a million times during this short period of time, folks, go over and check out the Team Tactical RC Facebook page. Check them out on the website, the website is ttrc.us. Um, make sure you head on over there. You can do your custom request that way. You heard him say if you get it off that one, if it's off that, what is it, thing? Thingiverse. Well, Thingiverse.com. Thingiverse. I'm going to have to look that website up. That might have been a bad idea to tell me about that. So check out Thingiverse.com. <laughs> you find, <laughs> if you find something on there that you think is really cool, uh, these guys over here at, at Team Tactical RC can help you out on that front. And um, unless you got anything else, uh, I'm going to be able to call this a show. This is going to be fantastic. The show is going to be just over an hour, which hopefully nobody wants to, like, you know, cut their ears off afterwards, <laughs> which they're still, unfortunately, still going to be able to hear. You're just going to look really awkward if you do that. So don't, because it's a bad <laughs> idea. But unless you got anything else, I think we can call this a show. Okay. Well, like I said, man, I appreciate you calling me and, and having me on. Thank well, for you. sure. And anytime you have anything that you want to talk about, feel free to reach out. We can, you know, do a little blurb and throw it in on one of the shows as an announcement, or we can do something via Facebook, whatever you want to do. I like trying to help as many people as I can with as much as I can. And yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Right on. All right, folks. Well, thanks for joining me on this episode of the NBN podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, I'll definitely go back and tell you guys a little bit more about my story. I gave you a real short version of the second half of it, um, but it's a long one, and I don't want to bore you guys that far to death. And plus, then I gave you something else to listen to in like another three or four weeks when I record another show. See? I'm giving my th myself reasons to work. 
But uh, thanks for joining us. Make sure you go, of course, and check out Team Tactical RC on Facebook. I need you to check out Tekken, MKS Servos, CowRC.com, Gropner, Gone Banana Racing Skins, Rotor Ron. Make sure you go to all those pages, check them out, give them a like. If you want to order something from them, of course, do. If not, well, hey, that's fine, too. But uh, thank you very much for listening and enjoying the show, and we'll talk to you guys later. Stop!